It's a beautiful day down by the lake. That's where we broadcast every day at the foot of Jarvis Street here at Chorus Key. I look out on the lake daily. And, you know, today I was shocked to learn with such a massive population and the potential tourists that we are drawing to Toronto now. It's a really hot spot, the place to be, especially with Canada's 150th birthday this year. Having direct access to Lake Ontario, uh, the city of Toronto, we are so lucky. But no government agency routinely tests the downtown harbor's water safety. They test the beaches, but no one tests the water except for, in the Inner Harbor, except for Lake Ontario water keepers there, Canadian water charity working to protect Lake Ontario and the Great Lakes. We're joined now by Kristen Tully, who is the co-founder and vice president of Lake Ontario water keepers. Thanks for joining me, Kristen. Hello, it's good to be here. Well, listen, let's be really upfront about this problem. How bad is the E. coli count in the lake right now? Um, right at this minute, I don't know. We just got back from sampling uh, earlier this morning. Uh, so bacteria lives in the water kind of 48 to 72 hours. So the high levels that we we're talking about that we found last week, uh, hopefully with the lack of rain in the last few days, those would have gone back down to normal or safe levels. And we'll know for sure tomorrow when uh, we're done testing uh, all the samples we collected this morning. How high are those levels? And give us perspective on what that means, the ones that you previously tested for. Sampled all winter, uh, water was relatively clean in the harbor, quite clean on most days. And then as soon as we started seeing the spring snowmelt and those rains in April, uh, bacteria levels shot through the roof. The one location that was the worst uh, at that Pawsway Marina Pier 4, um, that, uh, we've, we found bacteria levels that the technical term is too numerous to count. Uh, you can see pictures of them on our website. Basically, the Petri dishes are so overgrown with bacteria that you don't get an accurate number. All we know is that they are at least 300 times higher than government guidelines. Wow. That for swimming. What about for boating? For boating, it'd be 30 times higher than government guidelines. So most people assume that if you're in a boat, you're out of the water and you're you're safer because you're not submerging your head. But look at the types of things that people do in Toronto Harbor. They're stand-up paddle boarding, they're canoeing, they're kayaking. Um, We're in small sailboats. We're we're dunking our heads in the water all the time. Okay, could any of this be from uh, boats dumping their raw sewage irresponsibly into that marina? Um, the main cause is uh, definitely City of Toronto infrastructure. Okay. That's not a secret. I think the city would be um, pretty open about talking about the fact that we do have this old system. It's common in older cities where the sewage, you know, what you flush down the toilet or what comes out of your dishwasher or your washing machine, that actually mixes underground in pipes with stormwater and then flows directly into rivers and creeks and uh, the waterfront here in Toronto. Yeah, they stopped testing in 2009. They decided only to test the city's beach areas. And basically, uh, the city's director of waste water treatment said, we know that severe weather events lead to high E. coli discharges for a short period of time after the rain. So it's more of like they've given up testing because it's sort of tell us something we don't know. But I don't think I I didn't know that the water was that bad. I assumed, like I think most Torontonians and most visitors to the city, if they're giving you the okay to swim at the beach, it's okay for all of Lake Ontario. Why am I assuming wrong? Um, you Well, because you're a normal person who probably doesn't think about uh, sewage and infrastructure 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, so, yeah, it's 
you know, the city knows that there's a water quality problem. That's great. That's their job. I know that. That's my job. The most important thing is that the members of the general public and the visitors to our city are fully informed. So our intent is not to scare people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does die after a couple of days. Most of the time, the Toronto Harbor is actually quite clean and appropriate for boating. That was the finding of monitoring that we did last summer. But when we get these bacteria spikes, it's critical that we're letting the public know and informing them. And we need to do it in a way that people understand. So uh, it's got to be done through social media as well as signage, through press releases, through updates to websites. You need to get information out to the public just like you do when there's a hot weather advisory or a cold weather advisory, uh, any of the other ways that we communicate vital information to the public. We should be doing that with water quality in Toronto. So is the city of Toronto doing any of the things that you just suggested? They seem seem simple. Um, they seem really simple. I agree. There, I've been told that there's a plan in place and that uh, some form of advisories, what weather advisories, are supposed to be coming soon. We'd really like to see that. We've been waiting for about two years, so the sooner the better as far as we're concerned. Um, but what I think the results of our, our research this winter are showing is that it's not just important to let the public know that rain can trigger um, bacteria problems, but it, actual monitoring, giving real data and real information to the public would even better equip them to protect public health. Absolutely. It, it just makes uh, complete common sense. I, I, I'm so happy that you're doing this. I know that you guys are, uh, you do this on a, it's a not-for-profit uh, thing that you do. You're running an online line campaign right now and sponsorships to conduct to, to conduct testing, rather, because it costed about, uh, the cost on this was about 20000 last year, and I know it's 5000 more this year. How do people get involved and donate so there's lots of ways to get involved. Yeah, you can donate. You can help cover the cost of those sampling trips. Um, we're getting calls from Dragon Boaters and other people around the city that want us to add more locations to our testing regime. If you want to make a contribution, you can do that at waterkeeper.ca. Uh, hit the donate button there. But also, um, we rely on volunteers to help us collect most of these samples. So you can also sign up to volunteer at waterkeeper.ca. You can go out. You can get these samples. We can show you how to do the testing. Uh, if government is gonna, isn't going to take care of the harbor than people who live in the city can start doing it. Wait a minute. You're telling me that volunteers can test for E. coli. That's how simple it is. But the city of Toronto uh, seems to say that they just don't have the resources to do this. I can't speak to city resources, but wow. I can speak to public demand. I know that the desire is there. I know that we've figured out through the help of some uh, some donors and volunteers, we figured out a way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. The number of people in Ontario going to beaches and going to the water has doubled in the last 10 years. People want the water to be clean. They want to use it. Uh, as you said, the waterfront is an incredibly important part of city life. And it's time, really, that government understand how important it is to people and, and start keeping up with uh, their expectations. You, I'm guessing, are posting all the results of your tests on your website somewhere so that even if the city is not posting it, we can check and see how the health of the lake is faring? Yes, we've got blog posts from the winter at that waterkeeper.ca website. And starting in June, we'll have regular weekly updates for boaters on the harbor in our Swim Guide app. So normally you would use Swim Guide to find a beach and to check beach water quality. But starting this summer, boaters will be able to have the same access to information based on the results of our sampling. And so they can check uh, every day, use the app, check the locations around the harbor and see where um, water quality meets government guidelines. Kristen, I really appreciate your time today. You're doing a great thing. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Cheers. That's Kristen Tully. She's co-founder and vice president of Lake Ontario Waterkeepers. It's just hard to believe 
that they think, okay, well, as long as we tell people what the beach is like, you know, we don't have to do it on the inner harbor when the bacteria count is different in both places. Incredible.